Welcome back to the Clayton Castle podcast. We are having a podcast first this episode. I am bringing back guests who have already been guests. So this is this is the first repeat guest episode, but I'm bringing two of them back on the same episode. Um, so last time we talked to these two guys, they were running for Middletown City Council. Well, since their episodes aired, they were both elected as the top two vote getters in the Middletown City Council election. There were five people running, two were elected and it just happened to be the two guys that I interviewed. So I'm going to take credit for your guys's election. <laughs> so I am so excited to be welcome or to be welcoming back to the Clayton Castle podcast, Zach Farrell and Rodney Munerspaul. Guys, how are you guys tonight? Good. I'm good. Ready to go. So, Rodney, we'll start with you. Um, last time I asked you what it would mean to you to be elected to the Middletown City Council. Um, now I'm going to ask you what it means to you to have been elected to the Middletown City Council. Man, it, it's just it's a good feeling. I mean, it, it's just to be able to know that the community supporters you enough to vote for you and, and to represent. Um, it's exciting. Um you know, the thing is now we have to even uh, back and um, listen to and support those who didn't support us or vote for us. That, that's the difference now. So you can't become a council person and just listen to those who supported you. And th that's the hard part. And learning quickly that uh, the other side that, that didn't support us have a lot of opinions and views and they're entitled to that. So just trying to, to listen to everybody and do what we're supposed to do for the entire city. That's really what it's about. Zach, uh, you came in, you know, as a one of the most successful real estate agents in Butler County, Butler and Warren County, and just the Southwest area. Now you are taking on a role as a public elected official. What's that transition for you been like? I, I really enjoyed it. Honestly, it's uh, real estate when it comes down to it. Really, it's just helping people. So I, I'm doing the same thing I did just for more people at this point. Um, I guess the major difference for me is when you're a realtor and a client hires you, you want to do the best job possible for them. So you want to be able to out negotiate the other realtor, get your client the best deal. Kind of, I had a mentor in my life. She says, you have to go out and get your unfair share. Well, the difference in politics is if you want to make a true difference, you need to be able to help everyone. So I'd, I'd say the small change would just be, I have to look at everything as an overall spectrum. Just don't look at what's exactly in front of you, but you have to be able to see everything. And, uh, but, but I enjoy it because really at the end of the day, it's just how can I serve as many people as possible? What's the platform, you know, the platform God's given me to do this and just continue to do his work with that. Rodney, it's well known that for years you were a Middletown city police officer. You were the Middletown police chief. Um, so you've been at those council meetings on the other side as the police chief, listening to citizen concerns, listening to the back and forth of council members when they talk about police. What has it been like? What have you learned being on the other side of that now as a city council member? Well, you can no longer view it. You know, my, my view for 30 years was just that as a police officer and the police chief. So everything I focused on was public safety. And one thing I've learned quickly is when you get on council, public safety is just a small sliver of what you do. Um, the most important thing is economic development of things that we need to do. But you just have to put on different hats and change your mindset a little bit. That don't mean change who you are, but change your mindset and have to, and understand there's more to the city than public safety and the police department, even though that's a huge part, 
you just have to understand there's more things that you have to know and, and understand. And that's been a challenge for me. It's uh, not going to lie. It's, it's something that I'm struggling with. I'll get better at it. I got to, I, I tend to gravitate right back to police and fire and I can't do that. So I got to change that. So let's talk about some of the issues that you have already faced very, very early on in your tenure. You guys have only, you guys were sworn in, I believe, was at the end of December, early January. Um, but you guys have already faced some hot button issues in your just two months of service. Let's talk about the one that made the big headlines um, here in Cincinnati, in the greater Cincinnati area was Hollywoodland. It was a multi, it was a billion dollar um, project that would have included sound stages, a theme, and a, some sort of theme park, just a bunch of different things. Um, but that was eventually squashed for many different reasons. Um, I think a lot of Middletown would say probably rightly so um, to uh, turn down. What went into that decision for you guys to vote no on that? Rodney, I'll start with you. You know, my decision was based on, you know, I just wasn't happy with the presentation I heard. Um, I, you know, one thing I do, I do a lot of things not well, but one thing I do well is I listen and research and review on my own. For example, Zach might have an opinion. I respect Zach, but I'm not going to take Zach's word for it. I'm going to research it myself. And you should do that as a council member. So when I researched and reviewed it and made some phone calls to different places and watched the presentation several times, that long four or five hour one just wasn't sold on it. And I, I just thought it wasn't good for all of Middletown. Um, you know, and, and maybe it could be somewhere else. It's just not here. It wasn't a good fit for us. I did not like the financial aspect of what we were giving up and what we were getting in return up front. And I thought us giving up $8 million, what that could do for our city and other spots, I mean, it just didn't make sense at the time. I mean, that riverfront needs developed, but I thought that was just way too over the top, I guess I should say. So that's why I voted no on it. Zach? I think Rodney, Rodney makes a lot of great points there. I think on top of the things he already mentioned, uh, just to kind of zone in on the economics part of it, we were going to have to give up millions of dollars up front. And if it failed, who knows? It was kind of almost a project that it was like, well, we'll figure it out as we go. Right. You don't just figure out over a billion dollars. I mean, maybe I figure out, that, you know, if I start a small business, we'll figure it out year by year, but you don't figure out a billion dollars. Uh, another aspect of it is when you have a project that large, you bet on the person as much as you bet on the project. You want a proven person with proven results. This is not the kind of person you bet on for their first chance. You, you know, what's your what's your background? What are the projects you've done? And you would want somebody that's maybe they've done a $500 million project or a $200 million project. I don't know what those numbers look like, but it's not what was done before. And then the last part of it's just the infrastructure, honestly. You have one lane roads in, one lane roads out. You have train tracks, three of the four ways in the downtown Middletown. And if we're going to bring in hundreds of thousands of people, how, how are we going to maintain that? We don't have the public safety. We would be leveraging the future of what Middletown looks like for its entirety, whether it's a positive or a negative on one, essentially one person, just a couple people. And that's just so risky. Our city's not in a position to, if it didn't work, which I don't think the odds of it were very high. It would probably ruin us forever. And we just couldn't afford to take that chance. You know, for me, for an, from an outsider's perspective who just moved to Middletown, 
Um, it really showed that you guys did your own research. Uh, Zach, I heard you on, I believe it was 700 WLW with um, Eddie and Rocky, I believe. Mm-hmm. And well, like you just said, you um, were mentioning the one way, the one lane roads in and out of that area. How much of a infrastructure issue, how much of a traffic jam issue, like there were things that were just not very well thought through uh, with this, with this project. Is that a fair assessment of what you guys saw? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, I just don't know how it ever could have worked, especially when 10 minutes from there, we have a perfectly great highway that had green space right next to it. Mm -hmm. If river fronts what they wanted, I understand that, but why, why not give people convenience? That's what they want these days. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it would have affected. So Middletown has a Butler County part and a Warren County part, right? Why not use the Warren County section of Middletown to then build and expand out towards downtown? Why not make the city a corridor for itself? But instead, we were going to go all in on one little location that was going to take away historic factors that the people of Middletown love when we had an option to do something else on the other side of the highway. I just think that would have been the if we were going to do something, I could have potentially ultimately gotten behind something like that with probably a different developer. But that would that would have been my take. You know, Rodney, I talked to you about this one in our very first episode, and that was about the town mall project. I, you know, I am someone who, again, as an outsider, the town mall, that area off right off the highway, that's your that's your welcome sign to the city. That's saying we are Middletown. This is what we are. And I think if you really want to attract people to, you know, coming down the highways, I want them to be able to say, hey, that looks cool. You know, why don't we check out this little town, stop by for a meal, stop by for this, this or that. Um, what is the current thought or what are the current you know projects being thrown around for the town mall? Well, there's a, you know, we, Zach and I both were fortunate to meet with um, Warren County, um, their, their staff, their economic development staff and some of their people about this project. And uh, Mr. Palinick, our city manager, was there as well at one of the meetings. But the mall, what we're trying to do is, is create our interstate, just like Austin Landing, Liberty Center and those places did. There's a reason they all passed us up and blew us out of the water. They fixed their interstates. They made things happen. We simply didn't do it. Um and it's not just our fault. That's in Warren County, too. And there's developers involved. But us teaming with Warren County gives it instant credibility to me because Warren County is very fiscally sound. They have a great reputation. Um, what I envision it looking like from what I've seen and talking to the people involved, it will be something similar to Austin Landing um, with, with different shops, different restaurants. The goal is to get people into our city, like you said, right off the interstate. And then we funnel and then we market our downtown. We market the other parts of the city. We got to get them here first. Because I'm telling you right now, people who live in Middletown, when they go out to dinner, where do they go? Liberty Center, Austin Landing. <laughs> we do it. and But we want people to stay. We want Middletown people to stay here. And that's an opportunity for us to do that by building that interstate. We, we've let that regress way too long. And it's and it's beat us down. And uh, it's the perfect opportunity for us to do something fabulous and get people in our city. And then we can force them through marketing all over our city. That's what we want to do. Zach, what do you what do you imagine for the town mall site? To me, it's an experience based driven destination. So I think what's cool is we're going to essentially drill a hole right through the middle of it, leave the good parts of it and redo the bad parts. We're going to 
you look at the Liberty Center right now in Liberty Township, I, I believe the county commissioners just turned it down, but essentially they're getting rid of, they wanted to get rid of shopping sites and put more apartments. People want to live by where they can go out to eat and do those types of things. So I think one cool dynamic behind it is it's going to have high-end luxury apartments there. It's going to have ice skating rinks. We have a letter of intent from a minor league hockey team. We have uh, the the, the go-kart, uh, the, the full throttle-like go-kart place. And we have more people that want to come in and invest in nice bars and restaurants and those types of things. So I really think it's going to be instead of like an Austin landing where you go out and shop, I think this is going to be a little bit more experience driven to where if a mom wants to come and play with her kids in the park, the older teenage son can potentially, you know, he can go go karts, he can go ice skating. Uh, I just think there's going to be a lot of different options for families because that's what Middletown needs. We need to get families back here. Um, so I, I think it's going to have potential to draw people from other parts of town. It's going to help us keep our people here and it's going to create jobs and it's going to create tax revenue, which increases public safety. It's just, it's, it's a plan that not only affects that segment of it, but you see the whole vision of what it can do for the city. And I think, I think it's going to be great. Well, you know, one, you, one, two, real quick. One thing too is, that we, I don't know if you're going to get you, but you mentioned the town mall area, but, you know, Zach and I approached, um, and he's done a lot more homework on it than I have, but we sent out a, a post on social media, gosh, back in October or something about an aquatic center here in Milltown, and people went crazy for it. And an aquatic center is not a pool. It's not where you're just going to stay. There's a wave pool. There's a lazy river. There's whatever you choose it to be. And so we both listened to Oxford uh, give a presentation about their aquatic center and the su success of it. But that's something we're working hard on. And, you know, we've kind of mandated the city manager. We want to look into that. It's going to be talked about at the strategic session this weekend and potentially putting that out there by the YMCA. So, you know, like I said, potentially, but we're, we're serious about that. I know Zach and I both really want to push an aquatic center in Middletown. And people are going to say, well, it doesn't bring in revenue. And sometimes you just have to do something nice for your city and forget the revenue part. And that's kind of what we want to do with that. You know, you guys both talk about the different uh, the competition that there is along I-75, whether it's Austin Landing or whether it's um, the Liber or Liberty Center, you know, when I think of Liberty Center, the first thing you see off the highway is not Liberty Center, but the um, the uh, uh, what's it called? The, the skydiving, the indoor skydiving thing, the iFly. Yeah. And so my question is, when it comes to trying to compete with those kind of areas, whether it's Austin Landing or Liberty Center or what what have you. Is the issue the quality of the attractions that are along the highway or is it quantity? Do you want more or do you want better quality attractions? And which one are you guys looking at to kind of jumpstart the, this, um, this revision of the I-75 corridor in Middletown? Go ahead, Zach. Well, I think it's, uh, so think about this. Let's look at Cincinnati all the way to Dayton. There are very few exits that are not really successful right now. You have a couple areas in Cincinnati that aren't doing great, but for the most part, you go, let's go south of here. You have Sharonville, you have Union Center, you have Cincinnati Dayton Road, you have uh, Tylersville, Liberty Way, Monroe, Middletown. So skip Middletown. Then you go to Franklin, Springboro. Then you have Austin Landing, Centerville. Like everyone is doing well, except for us right now. So a part of me says, just get out of the way and let the private sector do what the private sector is going to do. Stop red taping businesses, let private development money come in and stop saying, well, this is our vision. 
Maybe it's time to start listening to somebody else's vision. Let people that are better than us do their job. So I don't know if it's necessarily like better quality or more. I think it's just finding what is our niche because each one of them has a little bit different of a vibe, but at the same time, it's because, I mean, look at Middletown. I think it's like the 15th or 16th largest city in Ohio. We have the people we need. We have almost 51,000 residents and that's going to be growing because we have some really high quality apartments coming. And then we have new construction that's coming and continues to come. So we have the people. So if we just keep them here, we're going to be doing well. But then if we create our own niche, we're going to bring them in from other neighborhoods. So I really just think if we can get out of our own way, we're going to be in a great spot. Rodney? I agree 100%. I mean, I like I like the quantity more than the quality. The quality is good, but I love when I go to a place in Springboro or when I go to, you know, Liberty Center. And I, there's a ton of restaurants to choose from. So I can eat pizza one night if I want to get chicken wings, whatever it might be, or Chinese the thing is, is it, I like the quantity. I like that. Um, I, I see exactly what Zach's saying. I just think that there are, there's ways to do it and bring that to Middletown. So we're not going to start off and build Liberty Center or Austin Landing. We know that. It's got to be our own. And, and Zach was right. It's going to be experience-based, and that's what we want it to be. There's going to be a lot of green space in there, too, which will be really cool and appealing to the eye. But I, I just want us to have places where, where Middletown family, if they want to go have pizza night, they stay here. If they want to go have, you know, a great Italian dinner, they stay here. And that's kind of what we're striving for, to, to build that interstate up. We want the outside traffic to come in, but we want our own people to stay here, too. And that's one of the goals of it. So I want to move on to another issue, and that is um, when you one of your guys' first meeting was brought up that there was going to be a warming center. Um, originally, it was going to be at Central Connections over on Central Avenue. It, it did get moved to another location. But it brought up the whole point of homelessness in Middletown. Um, Rodney, I know it's an issue that you face as police chief, especially with, I think it came out that other communities were actually dumping their, their or bringing their homeless people to Middletown. So what do we do about the issue of not just, you know, um, making sure that they're warm at night, but actually helping them, you know, get on the right track in life? Well, the city's done a fantastic job, and people don't realize it, of, of dealing with this. I mean, they they have officers dedicated to do nothing right now but helping the homeless, whether it's checking on them, transporting them. You know, if they're, they're committing a crime, they deal with that. But, I mean, they're there for to, to, to help this problem. So I don't know too many cities that have officers dedicated to that. The other thing is the city has already met with Butler County um, about a, a countywide homeless task force because it's, it's a problem. Um, so the city, our, I'm gonna, our city does do what they can. The problem is with the bus stop here, the bus terminal and Hope House, people outside here consider it a drop off because of those things. And then we had Shalom, which was the same thing. So other cities don't do that. We always take care of our own. The problem is we're taking care of everybody else's and in the resources, we just can't do it. Um, as far as being dropped off, that happened. It's still happening. You're gonna have some council members and former city staff say, well, that doesn't happen. Well, they were in their office eight to five and went home at night. They don't know what happened. And just putting it bluntly, the police officers and the medics know what happened because they're out in the field in the trenches dealing with this stuff. And it does happen. Um, we've seen them dropped off like straight off. We've had people from Brown County and dropped off here in Middletown that's never been here. Just dropped off because they gave them a voucher, sent them here because we have Hope House. It happens. And those who say does, does not happen either don't know their own city or their heads are in the sand. It's still going on. So at some point, if it doesn't improve, we'll just call out cities publicly that are doing it and embarrass them because it's not right. It's inhumane. 
you're treating somebody like a stray cat, you're dumping them and we can't have it because then our, then our resources can't cover all that. Um, and Hope House can't cover all that. The warming shelter to me was a no brainer. Uh, the central connections issue, it wasn't zoned for that. And that's what I don't think people understood. It wasn't that it, the zoning was for, they could have a center, but not a shelter where you stay all night. Well, a shelter is different than a, a warming center. So that's why they went the other direction down there um, and put it right next to the Hope House so they can get double the need if, if it's there. I think one thing I noticed with that issue was you guys really wanted to make sure when it came to the warming center that you guys wanted to do your due diligence. When that proposal came up, I, I think your guys' meetings are on Monday nights, Tuesday nights. Um, I know you guys put off voting on it to learn more about maybe a new location and how it was going to be staffed, all this other stuff. And you voted um, on that that next Friday or three days later, four days later. Uh, Zach, how important is it for an issue like homelessness and a warming center and using city resources to help um, these people who are, you know, not doing well in life, whether it's they've lost their home due to drugs, lost their home to financial issues? How important was it to do your due diligence on this issue? Well, I think when you're talking about people's lives, you it's not they're just they're not just a number, right? You can't right. go back and reverse things you do to people. And you do something and you don't want to get it wrong. It, it was it was tough because delaying it a few days ultimately delayed the shelter. But we did the things we needed to do in order to put them in the right spot and put our the city as well in a successful place. Uh, I think council's shown a great ability to come to the table and be able to get the things done that need to get done. We'll call special meetings. We'll do these types of things. Uh, but really just for me, it's, it's, you want to make sure that you don't have to go back and correct the mistakes you've made. It's, it's better to preparation is the key to success, right? So we just wanted to make sure we had the right ideas going into it. You know, one of the big issues that came out of the Hollywood land project, um, and th this may be putting you guys on the spot. Um, but I do think is a big topic in Middletown is the role of the current city manager. I want to read a quote that uh, Mayor Condry had in uh, an article done by WCPO. This is what she had to say about Mr. How do you pronounce it? Palinick? Is that how you pronounce it? Okay. Yeah. Um, this is what Nicole Condry had to say. I think a lot of trust has been lost in Mr. Palinick across the board from citizens as well as myself in many ways. And I've made that clear in council meetings. That is going to be something this city council is going to have to decide. I'm one of five, and that's not something that we've discussed to date. So I want to get your guys' opinion on Mr. Palinek uh, and the job that he's doing as city manager and whether you have trust and faith in him that he can continue to serve as the Middletown city manager. Rodney, I'll let you go first. Well, I've been through this before with city managers and, you know, I had faith in the last one until about the last year and, and maybe they lost faith in me. But as far as the city manager, you're in charge of everything. And I, I do think that Jim brings some good things to the table, just candidly. I mean, he, he's a smart guy. You can tell he knows what he's talking about. Um, I think there's some areas that, that need improvement. Um, you know, I'm not going to go into all that, but um, as far as faith and trust, I, the, the, the community, I don't think has faith in Jim. Um, council may have more faith in Jim than the community, but I think a lot of it's got to do with the Hollywood land thing because people, the way that was handled, I think people just lost faith. And, and right now, nobody trusts government in America as it is. They just don't, they have it in years and it's getting worse and worse. And we're no different. We're government. So when you have that, 
when you have that with uh, government, I think you're always going to have a lack of faith. But here in Middletown, I think the Hollywoodland thing really jumped on people hard. Yeah, I think it's, it was a problem. Zach? Yeah, I think I think what's funny is I, I feel like Rodney and I have a decent pulse on what's going on in the community because we have very similar answers for everything. Uh, as far as I go, it, it's it's hard to trust when – Jim has a lot of strengths at the same time. You look at what broke in the paper a couple of weeks ago, as far as, you know, we missed a two point, almost $2.9 million grant. And yeah, there's the opportunity to get it later, but I think there needs to be urgency. I just feel like, and not necessarily him necessarily, but just government employees and maybe just a lot of us in general, we just kind of wait around and we hope things happen to us. And maybe that's a problem in America, but this town needs something and, and it needs it quickly and it doesn't have to be a home run. It could just be some singles and doubles. I was at a meeting with the community foundation tonight. We just talked about, let's hit a couple singles. Let's hit a couple doubles. Let's get some wins. That's, we just need consistency and we can get where we want to go. But I think that's really what we need. You know, Zach, you talked about that grant that the city lost, or um, I guess they were late applying for it, I think is what happened. Or um, how does how do you as city council members, not just as city council members, but as members of this community as well, um, hold the city accountable for that and to make sure that doesn't happen again? Well, I think accountability is number one. Accountability, transparency these types of issues. I, I've been meeting with the Butler County Land Bank, for example, and I've created timelines on when things are coming out, when they're going. That's really not our job as a council though. Our, our job is not to be in day-to-day -day business. So it, it becomes challenging because we, we can't interfere in the day-to-day -day business. It's against our rules. So we, we sort of unfortunately sometimes have to take the word of somebody else and we have to receive the information from staff. And yeah, we double check it just because it's it's always good to do your homework because we have over 50,000 people that they need us. We are the guardians of the city, right? Uh, so it, it can become challenging when people tell you something and it, it doesn't happen. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't really know how you fix that, to be honest. I don't have a great answer for that, but I would just say really, it's it, we just try to do our homework as best as possible and, and just make sure we have people in the right positions to be successful. Rodney. Yeah. You know, those are tough. Um, you get, I was really mad about that grant. I mean, I was mad because yeah. here's the thing, the attitude seemed to be, well, we'll just apply for it later on the next round. Don't always work like that. I've written grants for the city for years. Grants first come first serve grants are just that. Just because you write for the second round or third round, there may be nothing left. So that paperboard lot, it's been it's been like that for two years. Meanwhile, we're we're citing everybody in the city in code enforcement for violations, but we won't even clean up our own mess. And then we missed the deadline for that. So even if we get the next grant on the second or third round, you're still talking an, an additional six to eight months. Um, so that's a three-year mess. And that's ridiculous. That should have been cleaned up a while ago. And um, so I don't know, but that's where people, again, lose faith in government right there because it's do as I say, not as I do. You know, you, you clean up your mess, but we don't have to clean up ours. Well, that falls on, you know, city staff. And we have phenomenal city staff. I'm telling you right now, the, the, the IT guys, public works, fire and police, 
the boots on the ground people, as I call them, the ones that do the work, they're phenomenal. We have other issues um, upstairs. We just do. And, and anybody who says we don't or is, denies it, they're, they're just wrong. I mean, you can't miss grants. And what we have determined and found out through dealing with Butler County Land Bank is a, a sour relationship between Butler County and Middletown. And it's hurting our city because of that. And a lot of it's our fault for not getting things done. So that's the, the nice way to put it. And um, but it needs to improve. And I think it starts to top. So we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, you guys have faced these difficult issues so early on in your city council terms, whether it's Hollywood land or uh, missing the grant or the um, or the homelessness issue. What have you guys learned about how the community views local government? Uh, Rodney, I'll let you go first. What do I think about how the community views? I, I think the community's got every right to be leery of government. And, I, and this goes back, and this has nothing to do with Republican or Democrat. It's right. got to do with the fact that government, Ronald, what Ronald Reagan say, I'm the government, we're here to help. That's 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 what the government is. And, and it's like the whole botched thing with, with COVID. The government should have never been in charge of that. I mean, it, it, they shouldn't have. You look at it on a local level, we try to do things here with that, we're botching things because the government is there for services. But the government tends to, including Middletown, we tend to want to do everything else. It's like our job is to provide the best services possible, right? If you want, if you turn on your waterfall, so you want water to come out. If you if you fall and hit your head, you want a squad to come out. If somebody breaks your house, you want a police officer to come out. Well, we want to get in real estate and, and they want to get in pet projects. We're going to do this, we're going to do that. That's why government fails. Stick to what you're there for. Stop trying to be something that you're not. And that's why people don't trust government. They feel that government's on, and it's local level is, is bad too. So, and unfortunately that's what we are right now as government. So, but our job is to try to improve some things and hopefully we can do it. Zach. Can you ask the question again? <laughs> uh, I'll give you a long answer, Clayton. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You guys have, get, have faced so many issues early on in your, in your tenures. How, have, what have you learned about how, that the citizens of Middletown view local government? I think it's a lot of, they don't trust and why should they? Uh, I was one of those people that didn't trust government, right? And then I get into it and our government's missing millions, million dollar grants as soon as I start. And it, it honestly, at times is tough for me to look myself in the face, even though I had nothing to do with it or look at my face in the mirror, but it's, I said I was going to come in and make a change, right? And so far, it, that's not specifically changing. So I have ideas in order to be more transparent. Uh, one thing is for our, we have, I, I forget, I think there's roughly 12 boards and commissions. I think one thing we could potentially do is start live streaming those or, or some sort of stream just to see what's not going on just with city council, with the different boards and commissions because people don't go through there and read the minutes, but they might watch the videos. I think we need to do everything possible just to get as much information to the public as possible. Because in lack of communication, negativity is always going to fill a void. And we just need to be able to bridge the gap. We have to be able to meet people where they're at. And that's really how this is going to change. But as long as we have the mindset of, well, we're gonna make the decisions and then they'll, we'll tell them when we're ready. I understand there's some of that that needs to happen for a plan to formulate, but at the same time, it, it doesn't, what's so hard about even putting something on Facebook, just letting people know what's going on with the roads. Like they're, it's easy. It's easy. It's just being accountable. 
you know, I want to be a great steward of your guys' time. So I will ask you one last question. I think I asked you both some version of this, this question um, in our first conversations, but you know, you guys were just selected to four year terms or a, a four year term. Um, so, you know, if you, God willing, you guys are hopefully running for reelection in four years. I know you guys haven't made that decision yet. Still, still early on. But what <laughs> I want to ask is, where do you want to see Middletown in four years from now? Where do you vision Middletown being um, four years? How do you want to change Middletown in the next four years? Rodney, I'll let you start. <laughs> Zach looked way too comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you was going to ask me, was it past interference on Logan Wilson? And I was going to say, absolutely not. <laughs> Do you think Vernon Hargrave should have come out on the field? No. <laughs> I, that was a killer too. Yeah. Right. So um, I, where I envision Middletown, and this is so, it's a, it's a vague answer. I just want a better Middletown. If it means better to me, doesn't necessarily mean cooler buildings or more jobs. It's just things for Middletown to do. The Town Mall Galleria, the water park, um, things like that. Um, coming downtown, bringing the bash, some sort of the bash back to downtown and, and building that up. I would like to see a riverfront project in the next few years, not a Hollywood land, but a riverfront project like Hamilton and some of these places are doing. So I just want to see things like that that give Middletown something to do. Because the biggest you know thing in our city, people say there's nothing to do here, and there's some truth to that. So just I want to see that growth is what I want to see. And I think by that will give us better everything. It really will. Zach? For me, I would love to see the city. So if I'm a citizen or I'm somebody that is just traveling to Middletown, I would love to be able to get off the highway and I can turn left and I see a brand new town mall there with things to do, vibrant young families, older people that have something to do and enjoy. Uh, or if I were to get off to the right of the highway, maybe you go to the atrium and maybe we have an aquatic center there. For kid for kids and children to do not just for Middletown, but just for different communities around, just things to do to bring people to Middletown. And then as I if I take a left off the highway, as I go past the town mall and I go start going down Central Avenue, we have new construction homes going in. As I keep as I continue to go down Central Avenue, I pass the old Roosevelt School and the Lincoln School with new construction, quite high quality homes that can bring families back to Middletown and keep the ones that we have. As I go in the downtown, we have new apartment living to where people can get out and about. We have more small businesses. We have restaurants down there, different things for people to do that are walkable and convenient for them. I think that as I drive the streets, I would love to see more cops. I'd feel a little bit more safe and secure. Sometimes the difference in one minute, I know Rodney knows more about this than I do. Don't get me wrong. But the difference sometimes in a one minute response and police rate, it can be life changing. Mm -hmm. And our cops, don't get me wrong, they, they do a phenomenal job at that. But but their strength in numbers, it's just it's it's a numbers game, unfortunately. So, I, you know, I would love to see the Getz Tower redeveloped into apartment living. Um, I would, I would love to see all our roads in great shape. I would love to just have the community. Let's say we're at 50,000 residents. Now I'd love to get our population up to 54,000. I would love to see our child poverty rate go down right now. It's at about 41%. I'd love to see it as funny as it sounds. I'd love to see it in, in the mid thirties. I'd love to bring more high quality jobs here and give the children here an opportunity once they graduate high school to go get jobs. Like, I mean, you can start out at AK or I'm sorry, Cleveland Cliffs at almost $90,000, but people don't, when they're in high school, they don't always know that opportunity. So I'd love to see more 
trades and trade jobs being applied to children that are growing up here and just giving them the opportunity to get out of the poverty that a lot of people in Middletown are. So I, I just love to see opportunity growth and uh, dynamic change here in Middletown. And I think if government can do its job and we let the private sector businesses do their job, I think it's going to happen because we're primed for it. Uh, we've been primed for it. We just have to get out of our own way. And I, I think that this council will be able to accomplish that. Well, guys, thank you so much for this episode. It was a blast to talk to you guys both. Let's all grab a beer sometime soon. Um, that's what I want to do. I'm going to start. A new, I'm going to open a brewery in town. That's that'll be my contribution sure. in Middletown. Absolutely. So we just I'll need to first Just need to convince Heather. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much. This was Rodney Muterspall, Zachary Farrell, your newest council members on the Middletown City Council. They're doing a great job so far. Face some tough issues, um, and we'll continue to face tough issues. City Council is not an easy job by any means. Um, but Middletown did right by electing these two guys. So again, thank you so much for joining me and we will be right back. Welcome back to the Clayton Castle podcast. I really hope you enjoyed that interview with Rodney Mutersball and Zach Farrell. I think it's really important to talk about some of these issues going on in Middletown, such as Hollywoodland, the city manager, the I-75 corridor. I think these are all big issues that could really help improve the city if they are addressed. So I thank Rodney and Zach for coming back on the podcast to talk about these issues now that they are both elected to the Middletown City Council. Now, I have some exciting news. I have a blog post up. Can you believe it? I finally got back to writing on the blog. It is titled, Is Bob Castellini the New Mike Brown? As some of you know that the baseball lockout ended yesterday, and I have some thoughts about it and whether I'm excited about the lockout ending, if I'm excited about baseball coming back, and what I'm excited about or not excited about with seeing the Reds this year. And I'll tie that into what the Bengals and the Bearcats did this past season and really kind of take the temperature of how the fan base is feeling right now. And is Cincinnati a football town or is it a baseball town? I address all of that in the blog, which can be found at claytoncastlepod.blogspot.com. As always, you can find all the other blog posts from last year on that URL as well. And as always, remember to follow and subscribe to the podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts, we are on Spotify, and we are on SoundCloud, the Clayton Castle Podcast. Thank you again for listening. No new episode next week, but we will be right back after that on the, I believe it's the 25th, with new episodes, new conversations, talking about some big things happening in the greater Cincinnati area. So I can't wait to bring those to you. And we will talk to you soon.